Welcome to our Women's Her Story Month. We will be exploring women in maritime history. I'm Wheeler. And I'm Walter. And we're the Observer Station. She was built in Roman times and held together with bits of twine. What got you guys started on your bird colony? Um, <laughs> so funny story. Um, a long, long time ago, uh, we were out fishing and I see all these babies and I'm like running around with my shirt, just like stuffing them. You know how you like make a pocket with your shirt. I'm just running around stuffing them in this little pocket on my shirt and like trying to get them back to the water. And one of them, um, accidentally got left behind. So I was like, well, I'm not just going to leave it here. And Wayne's like, well, we can't keep it. And I was like, watch me. So we took it home because I felt bad. It was all alone. And I, I mean, it didn't end up making it because I think it had some like internal bleeding in its head or something because it was like flopping around and having seizures. Oh. Um, yeah. And so I didn't want the little guy to be lonely. So I went and bought two more baby ducks and it just all started from there. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a bird colony. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I call it my small scale poultry farm. <laughs> hell yeah 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 I, uh, I always thought that was kind of cool because like when I showed up to your guys' house like he told me he had chickens but like I just wasn't expecting <laughs> the, <laughs> the amount of feathers <laughs> that I saw so like mm-hmm. that was kind of cool though because I was like oh this is like a legit bird farm like holy yeah. shit because yeah. like yeah and I was like you didn't tell me you had turkeys and <laughs> geese and chickens and ducks yeah. and yeah. So it started like this whole little project of mine started because I wanted to sell um, hatching eggs on eBay and I actually was doing pretty good with it. Um, but I kind of stopped doing it because it just turned into, you know, people just being people and, you know, being rude about it and turning into jerks and, you know, saying that my eggs are bad and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I was like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and argue with strangers over the internet. So, um, then I just started. Now I just hatch them out and I sell the babies. So oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. They pay for their own food that way. So that's nice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Even better. Even better. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to talk chickens, like I can, I probably know way too much about chickens because hey, you know. I'm like, I'm down with it. I'm <laughs> down with it. You know what? Chickens, sea, chickens of the sea whatever chicken of the the sea that's an actual product (laughs) it is not sponsored (laughs) we're not sponsored by chicken of the sea but chicken of the sea if you would like to sponsor us hit us up (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my god this is getting off to a good start i like this I feel like we're not even going to get to the material. Like we're just going to just bullshit. Oh, you know what we should do? Huh? Uh, we should tell people who the hell you are. Oh, well, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, I don't, well, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Of course. Oh, um, perfect. Are we using first names or just last names? Um, first are we, names are good. Are we yeah, protecting first... ourselves? Oh, I mean, me and Wayne have not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, my name is Araya. I am uh, Wayne's wife. I almost said husband. Wayne's my husband. I'm his <laughs> wife. <laughs> um, I guess I Wayne and I, I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you care. Wayne and I have been together for about 10 years. Um, and three of those years have spent together being married. Uh, we've, I've kind of been through this whole little journey with him on his job of being an observer, observer. I'm derp. I'm derp. And I met Lauren through Wayne, um, yeah. which I love. I love her. She's my soulmate. <laughs> As you can tell, we get along really, really well. Um, but yeah, so that that's a little bit about me. Uh, Heck yeah, yeah. So yeah, and um, you've. Uh, I mean, you've been with Wayne his whole Observer career. So yeah. uh, our listeners that know that's six years. Mm-hmm. okay I was like yeah. shoot I'm not even confident right now <laughs> yeah six six-ish years probably uh closer to yeah six six and a half yeah, yeah he's been in it for a long time <laughs> yeah so it's coming up on seven but yeah so yeah. you've been through his whole the whole spiel um yep. <laughs> yeah I mean like 
so we're we're starting off women's month, women's month, Wait, women's women's month. history month, <laughs> women's history month, women's women, women. So uh, as everybody, well, never mind. Not a lot of people probably know, but March is women's history month. So we thought it would be perfect to do a uh, team since Wayne is on deployment mm-hmm. and uh, talk about uh, women in maritime and the history on that. Yeah, I'm excited. So, it's going to be fun. Heck yeah. I'm excited to talk about female pirates, honestly. Oh, yes. Yes. I always kind of wanted to be like, you know, woman of the sea with like a one eye. Wait for the day, wait for the day, wait for the day when we get our pay. The skipper's half drunk and the mate is two and the crew is 14 men too few. Wait for the day, wait for the day, wait for the day when we get our pay. Let's get this started. Yeah, man, let's get this started. So did you know that women... Women. Women. <laughs> I have shaped maritime history. Her story. Her story. Her story. In many different ways. I think some cool things that I'd like to mention is like their influence in mythology and lore, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to early uh, recordings from people like Christopher Columbus, John Smith, Henry Hudson. Um, they all actually have documented cited, sightings in their ship logs or their personal journals about mermaids. Um, <gasps> yeah. I mermaid. I want to be a mermaid. I want to wear clothes. <laughs> I want to wear she shells on my. <laughs> I want to be like Ariel. I love him. Oh, I want legs. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Daddy, I love him. I want legs. This went off the handle like two seconds in. <laughs> Can't think anything seriously with you. <laughs> Well, you know what's something serious? Sirens, because they were said to sing and lure fishermen to their deaths. That's, oh, yeah, they'll kill you. That's, that's a serious note. That is it's a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's me. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, Christopher Columbus, a cool thing about that is that some of his descriptions from his journals, we've actually been able to decipher that they were dugons or manatees because they cradle their babies just like women do but that's a little bit of some female first sightings with mythology and lore uh we also play a huge part in literature and exploration from stories of you know saving a princess or you know treasure being fair maidens Um, and then we also appear in breakthrough gains in rights for women's you know Mm -hmm. a lot of things that we've done like um, throughout the history, which we'll get into later with some of our breakthroughs, but we have gained, you know, rights in the workforce, you know, for, for women through history. Oh, I guess a little quick blurb about mermaids is that it's said that they loved music and often sang. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's many folk tales recording marriages between mermaids who might assume human form. Daddy, I want legs. And men. <laughs> Um, daddy I love him I want legs we can't do this again (laughs) all right well and leading into folklore and literature and mythology well mostly like uh actually yeah it's a good combination of that when we're talking about pirates yes yes and yes And, uh, you know, something tells me that you have some pretty juicy tales on I some do. piratey I ladies. I do. I have a couple. I found three. Uh, but two of them kind of go together. So I guess you can kind of call it two. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, I like it. Yeah. So the first one I wanted to start off with was Anne or Annie or Anna. I don't know. 
A-N-N-E. I'm just going to say Anne. Anne Bonnie, probably one of the little more well-known ones. She began her life as an illegitimate daughter to a wealthy Irish lawyer. Um, she later moved to America in 1718 and married a sailor. From there, I wish I knew the husband's name. I don't. We're just going to call him husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, her and her husband actually moved to um, somewhere in the Bahamas, where she then abandoned her husband like a badass and fell in love with a man named Calico Jack Rackham or Calico Jack, Calico, whatever you want to call it. And then from there, she just started causing mass chaos and, uh, and then met one of her pretty good friends, which leads me to the next pirate, Mary Reed. And a little bit about Mary Reed is that she spent actually most of her youth disguised as her dead half brother. So there's a good start to your life. Morbid. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And as she was able to dress as a man, she joined the military, later become a merchant sailor. And then from how she met Anne Bonnie was they actually raided her ship. And uh, she decided that, you know, maybe the pirate life is for me and decided to join their crew. And then later just, you know, revealed herself to Anne as a woman. And she was like, heck yeah, we're besties for life. Let's go. Uh- <laughs> you are my ride or die. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so they became besties, and then uh, the two went on sprees and raids against small fishing fishing boats um, and different trading sloops. So they were just, uh, you know, living their best life, being pirates and whatnot. Crossing all sorts of hell. I love it. Yeah, right? As you should. You should just, you know, 2022, they say, is your villain era. So you live your ultimate villain life. You know what? <laughs> I feel my internal evil female villain. You know, I'm yeah. like a witch or like a dragon we, lady. Yeah. Yeah. You should be the Anne to my Mary. Yes. <laughs> so much. Yes. Yes. Chaos. Okay. Back on, okay. <laughs> back on topic. Uh, in October of 1720 um, is when their time came to an end sadly, when Calico Jack's ship got captured by another band of hunters and they were turned in to the, uh, I guess, police, you can say, whoever was manning manning that crap, uh, where most of his men was actually executed. But the two, Bonnie and Reed, were able to get out because they were found out to be pregnant. So they let them live. But Mary, unfortunately, they, they lived and went to prison. Mary, unfortunately, died in prison. I don't know what happened to Anne, but you know what? She probably died in prison, too. I just couldn't find what happened to her. (laughs) I know, right? How sad. But I mean, anyways, they still sounded like they lived their best life. So, yeah. This next one, I actually found a little more interesting. She sounded like an absolute animal. This lady, Grace O'Malley, led a 20-ship fleet and stood up to the British monarchy back in 1560. You have to have some major cojones to do that, if you ask me. Huge lady balls. (laughs) Huge Huge. lady balls. (laughs) They actually had a family tradition of piracy where she actually was able to keep that up when she became of age, plundering the English and Spanish vessels attacking the uh, rival chieftains. So, you know, she did that for quite a while, got caught, spent 18 months behind bars, but then she kept going after she got out because a pirate life is for her and you cannot you cannot slow this lady down she was off the rails man she got into more trouble about 1950 or no 1590 sorry dyslexia (laughs) when the british authorities impounded her fleet with nowhere else to turn the 63 year old woman so wait, wait, 63. Yeah. She was living her badass self till 63. 63. Yeah. Damn. Isn't you know what? Insane? She reminds me of like, you know, those like videos of like old grandmas that are jacked shit doing pull-ups. Yeah. That's Grace O'Malley, man. That is her. She, I told you yeah. this lady was off the rails. She's insane. Hell yeah. Where she actually went in front of Queen Elizabeth herself and pleaded back for her ship or her, her fleet of ships. She betrayed herself as a tired, broke-down old woman, which we know is a lie. Don't lie to us, Grace O'Malley. We know who you are. <laughs> and begged back for one of her ships, but she only got one ship back and released one of her sons to retire in peace. So at least she retired and didn't die in jail. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Heck> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but, you know, she was able to retire and lived out her life until she died in 1603. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I know. She lived a very full life for being a pirate. You know what? So, I'm kind of obsessed with her just like a little bit. Right? Yeah. She sounds crazy. Like, I would want to be friends with you. Let's go yeah. mess some stuff up. My type of crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. You know what? She seems like she was just like down to just burn shit. Exactly. Yeah, burn bridges. Anarchy! <laughs> It's just like burning bridges left and right. I don't need you, right? flames. Like, exactly. <laughs> don't give shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Walk the plague. <laughs> Walk the plague. Set the plague on fire. Go. <laughs> oh my god. Hell yeah. I um. I remember one year I dressed up for Halloween. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that I was a, a male pirate. I didn't know females could be a pirate back then, actually. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid. I kind of wish there was like, yeah. more representation. Like, just, like... Right. Yeah, like, I'm going to see some just, like, badass chicks just storming ships. Yeah. Like, come on, I man. Mean, even in, like, kids' books and movies, they're, like, there's no female... Hardly any female pirates. It's all men. Yeah, and especially since, like, Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed, like, wreaked havoc. Like, why didn't yeah. I have, like, a cool story about them? I knew who Redbeard was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I knew pirates. Just mm-hmm. not lady pirates. Right? Yeah, I knew of some, I should say. But yeah, these three probably are like my top three favorite. I mean, they were some good picks. They were some good yeah. solid <laughs> picks. Yeah. I um did you ever go as anything like pirate related when you were like younger for Halloween or anything? Um, no, not really. I kind of had a, a sad childhood in where I didn't go out and celebrate Halloween and go trick-or-treating a lot when I was a kid. So um because I lived in the disgusting state of California where you have to chew the air before you breathe. So I was constantly sick all the time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was always sick because my immune system was crap and the state I lived in was crap. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you're, like, constantly chewing on smog and campfire, like... Yeah, right? Everything in the state of California causes cancer. Remember that, kids. <laughs> yes <laughs> stay away from the cancer state <laughs> no I did like the typical like kitty cat or I think one time I was a ladybug and like uh, a vampire like oh heck like yeah that. yeah there we go you know the typical little kid costumes yeah yeah to to think about it I think I was like a pumpkin one year oh, like okay. who was never a pumpkin like what right? yeah what so yeah. I was a pumpkin <laughs> I think I was a witch you know what little girl oh. doesn't become a witch every once in a while? Right. Um, <laughs> she'll become a witch every once in a while, and I'm grown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I. You know what? I wish I was more into pirates before I got this job as an observer. Yeah. I feel I like I feel like I could live out my my best pirate dreams. <laughs> yeah. That actually brings me to our next topic. Uh, so you know back in the day women could become pirates and that's how they were you know on ships living their best freaking life but the only way for like normal people or well normal women to get on ships was if they were like a captain's daughter or a wife Mm -hmm. or much like mary reed disguise themselves to get on board Mm -hmm. and i found like a statistic so we're gonna jump ahead like a couple hundred years (laughs) okay let's do it time travel yeah, we're going to time travel and we're going to go to the mid uh, 1940s. Oh, um, okay. So that was around like the height of the shipbuilding boom, which we all know was World War II. A lot of our men were off uh, fighting and everything. Mm-hmm. So the workforce had to be filled by women. So right at the shipyard or the shipbuilding boom, 65% of shipyard workers on the West Coast were women. But very few women held leadership positions such as foremen or supervisors over men or mixed workers. So even with all that happening, still the best way for women to get on board a ship was to disguise herself as a man, um, you know, because women just were not allowed to be on, on board. So um, there was a woman named Sue Milligan who owned and operated Henry Bay for 16 years. So this boat was actually um, in the east waters of Vancouver Island in British Columbia, and she fished for rock cod. Oh, cool. 
there's a quote by her that talks about, um, actually, I'm just going to read the quote. As soon as I saw the Henry Bay, I knew it was the boat I wanted. She was built in 1948, same year as me, and she drew about the same amount of water, five foot three, so I bought her. So this is actually. <laughs> so she must have been five foot three tall. Yeah. That's probably was how tall she was. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool because like that's one of the first records of a female owned fishing boat. Yeah. Which I think is really awesome. And then from there, you know, with this, a lot of things were broken and women no longer actually had to masquerade to pursue mm-hmm. careers in waters. They still faced, you know, obviously some challenges in this mm-hmm. man-dominated field. I mean, hell, we still face that to this day. Um, but then we started getting into like the mid um, 1970s where we get introduced to like a, like women like Jan uh Turia? Yeah, I don't know how to say that. T I U R A. No idea. Well, yeah, Miss Jan started working on Jam. She started working on tugboats to gain experience and sea time. And then as she worked as a cook and a deckhand in 1970, she was then accepted into the Crowley training program for tug captains. Nice. And I actually think she still is a captain, if I'm reading this right, um, to this day, on the Crowley Red Stack Tug Fleet. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's see. Day to day, she talks about how she, uh, her work includes moving barges, docking and undocking ships. Um, according to Jan, the main adventure to this work is just being on the water. It's a unique world. You're out there at all hours, all weather. It's the captain's job to make sure that we're all going to survive. Yeah, she might still be doing it. She might be in about her 50s, I think. Hell yeah. Get it, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I really love her quote because, yeah, to be honest, I mean, that's why observers get addicted to this life. I mean, you're out there on the water, this unique world, all, the, mm-hmm. all hours of the day. Yeah. <laughs> in all the weather. In all of it. Even though we had some humble beginnings in maritime history, as just being like the daughters or wives that got into navigation or cooked meals for cooks. We have come a long way in establishing, mm-hmm. you know, that we can be leaders and captains. So, you know, we can yeah. take charge and do the hard labor work of shipyards. You know, we mm-hmm. can, you know, step in and do these, these uh, man's works. And I think yeah, it's really so cool. Yeah. And I, I think it's really cool that, you know, hell, even being up, in Alaska, like I've met female fishermen, I've met, you know, females mm-hmm. who work in these factories and who are, are doing, you know, similar jobs to, to men. I've, well, I mean, hell, I'm a female observer that in and of itself. Yeah. You know, Running with the big boys. <laughs> yeah. Come at me. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, I cut my hair short, so I kind of look like a man, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> Hey, it's practical, okay? Would you want your hair whipping all around in your face when you're up there in those freezing nope. ass wind or anything like? No, I wouldn't nope. want that either. Heck Tried no. it, didn't like it. It got frozen. So I cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, hair. Maybe, uh, <laughs> up in Alaska, I'm um, sure you've run into problems every now and then about you know people judging your authority or you know questioning your authority. I should say rather than. Um, oh my God! Yeah so many times like I'll be on a boat and like it get on and I mean I have a little voice I understand that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I have you know I'm small in stature Mm -hmm. you know I get that but you know I do freak them out every once in a while like hey come on man and they're just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh snap oh man I didn't hurt your ears with that did I no you're good (laughs) okay I was like, I was trying not to like yell like I normally would on deck, but I wanted to oh. kind of get my yeah. voice there. And uh, so, okay, I'm glad I didn't blow your eardrums out. With no, my, you're my good. Okay. Did that even sound good? Like, did it sound manly or was it still wimpy, wimpy? You sounded pretty manly to me. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, damn. There's a man in her room. Hold up. No, just Lauren. Using her deck voice. Yeah, using my deck voice. <laughs> you Fisher dude. Get my way. I'm gonna bark at people from now on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so we pushed off the sorry dock. The captain caught his knickers in the main sheet block. Waiting for the day, waiting for the day, waiting for the day when we get our pay. Going forward in time, a few other timeline points that I found that were kind of interesting was in the 1830s, the first woman became a lighthouse keeper, um, which apparently was also a man's only job. So, and again, with being lighthouse keepers, um, the only way women would know how to work these things or be able to be in them is to have a husband that works in there or a son um, that can kind of teach them how to do these things. So yeah, 1830, the first woman was able to become a lighthouse keeper, which I thought was pretty, pretty interesting because I didn't know that was a man's only thing. Oh, heck but, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, did she, do you know how long she was a, a lighthouse keeper or did she become one because her husband died or like, do you know any backstory on that? Um, yeah, I think she became one because her husband grew sick. Um, and she was taking care of him and taking care of the lighthouse at the same time. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long, but it just said 1830, you know, she was one of the first women to become a lighthouse keeper and then kind of short, little short story after that. But that's, yeah, that's pretty much how she became the first one. Yeah. That's actually pretty Um, cool. Yeah. Which, yeah. And then, uh, 1862, the sisters of the Holy Cross nurses served aboard the union's first naval hospital ship the uss red rover so i thought that was pretty cool too because you didn't really find a whole lot of women on those military ships um so i mean even though they were nuns serving as nurses you know still women getting on these you know naval ships i thought that was pretty interesting that is Um, pretty that is pretty cool yeah dude i always see these like ads like on Facebook and stuff that are just like, oh yeah, if you and your partner or whatever, like want to come spend a year as a lighthouse keeper in Ireland, like. Yeah, I've seen those too. I thought they were like, I thought it was pretty cool, but I mean, uh, how much does it pay? Can you pay me anything? I feel like you get free room and board and I feel like you get like some stipends. Oh. But I feel like it's mostly payment. Yeah. Like I feel like it's mostly payment in the experience itself. Yeah. Well, that don't pay my bills. Exactly. It don't pay my bills. It pay my telephone bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is <a> breakout song. <laughs> uh, and then I know, right? And then the last point, I swear, last one I have, 1890. At the age of 42, I'm going to probably butcher her name, Philomene Daniels, Miss Daniels. Uh, earned her pilot's license so that she could run a steamboat with her husband on Lake Chaplin. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the time, um, even though some women learned how to drive boats and navigate boats and stuff, they couldn't officially own their own boat without a pilot's license. So she was one of the first women to get a pilot's license. And uh, when her husband unfortunately passed away 13 years later, she took over the management of the Daniel Steamboat Line, which specialized in like carrying ore, iron ore, and, and people. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. Um. So mine are relatively newer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know her first name. Still can't find it. But in 1974, uh, a woman by the last name of Wanger was in the first group of women admitted to the United States Merchant Marine Academy at Kings Point, New York. After spending years working at sea, she became the first woman in her class to earn the unlimited master's license. This license entitles her to sail as captain on any vessel anywhere in the world. That's awesome. Uh, right? That's I thought that so was just cool. like... I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Like, that's so interesting. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like... <laughs> You get an unlimited master's license. I can just get on one of these boats and be like, move yeah. over, bitch. Like, yeah, I'm my turn. Over. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> I want to I freaking rule the world. Let's go. Right. And then in 19. Oh, yeah. In 1975, Naomi Christine James took up sailing and only five years later she broke the woman's record in the observer transatlantic single-handed race so she embarked in a 50 foot foot 53 foot yacht express crusader she became the first woman to not only sail solo around the world but also the first woman to sail solo around cape horn 
And God dang. Cape Get Horn. It, if I'm remembering this correct, is Cape Horn down south by Antarctica? Like the head island in Chile? Is that the one uh, you talk about? I don't know. Cape Horn? Cape, yeah, Cape Horn. Yeah, I think it's archipelago of south of southern Chile. I was thinking so Cape Horn. So down um, at the bottom of South America and at the bottom mm. of Africa, in between Antarctica, there's a crazy weather strip, especially around Cape Horn. Like the weather down there gets intense, like storms mm. come on like that. And oh, God. It's, it's a very challenging uh, sail for even a team. So mm-hmm. that's like really cool that she also became the first woman to do a solo sail around Cape yeah. Horn. That's um, crazy. She had to lift some like wicked weights or something. I can only imagine. Right? My yeah. goodness. She was jacked. I can already tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, for this, she was awarded the title of Dame Commander of the British Empire. Oh, fancy. Right? The Dame Commander. <laughs> um, and then in 1987, Ooh, okay. In 1987, we're jumping back to Miss Wanger. What up, girl? Oh, here we go. Uh, she was accepted into the San Francisco Bar Pilots Apprentice Program. And today, she remains the first and only woman harbor pilot on the bay. Wow. Yeah. Occasionally, when Captain Wanger <laughs> steps onto the bridge, a startled captain will ask, Where's the pilot? Wanger will then say, I uh, tell him, I'm here, Captain. My boat says pilot on it. My coat says pilot on it. My radio says pilot on it. I'm the pilot. <laughs> Heck yeah, put him in his place. So she's also a sassy lady. Yeah, it's like, uh, can you read? Duh. Uh, uh, duh. Do you see what this says? <laughs> yeah. Dude, bro. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and then last but not least, my last little tidbit about badass women in maritime history her story her story (laughs) Uh, in 1979 there's a woman named beverly gwen kelly Mm -hmm. um, and she became the first woman to command a u.s military combat vessel dang yeah so she commanded a 95 foot patrol cutter Mm -hmm. cape Newagan, Newagan, no nominig, nom, nominim, nom, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Oh my goodness. Um, from 1979 to 1981. Wow, she did it for a while. Yeah, and she actually earned a citation for professionalism. For her rescue work during a storm off Hawaii in 1980, in 70 mile an hour winds and 20 foot seas, the Cap Nuwagen, I'm going to call it Nuwagen, that sounds right. There you go. (laughs) Rescued 12 people from endangered boats over a four day period. Kelly is currently the captain of the USCGC Boutwell. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. There's some badass ladies in Harsery. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, and then what else did we have going on? What, what else are we talking about today's? I, mm-hmm. That's actually all we got because we went over I why so. people are important. I mean, I can I can plunge into. Do you have any fun mermaid sex? I do, actually. Um, ah, let's have it. <laughs> so uh, when thinking about legends of these half human half fish creatures mm-hmm. when i was looking up stuff they literally go back thousands of years like thousands of years how old are manatees you know what that is a great question i feel like our sea cows are older though oh probably yeah i love well, them yeah wait aren't they wait are, what are sea cows extinct or are dugons extinct dugons dugons yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because sea cows and manatees are the same thing. Oh. Yeah. It's just a nickname for them, pretty much. Sea cow. Okay. The water yeah. moose. Got it. Yep. Moo-moo. Water moose. Moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but yeah, so they go back thousands of years. And it, it's kind of funny because like when you go into like these different cultures around the world, like everybody has pictures and drawings of them, like everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of hard to nail down exactly when the first mermaid sighting, like actual mermaid sighting of um, not just the civilized world. Mm-hmm. But I did, the, the furthest I could trace back was um, early Arabs and Greek Pilony uh, in the 586 AD. Oh, wow. That was the furthest I could go back um, with recorded sightings of mm-hmm. mermaids. And then, you know, then we have like the medieval sailors and even like, you know, more modern sailors. Well, Christopher Clever, Columbus and Henry Hudson mm-hmm. were really modern, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of thoughts that they were just manatees, dugons, or, you know, some other related mm-hmm. animal. Um, but also some of these sightings appear like in the middle of the ocean and that's not very typical behavior for manatees no. and dugons no and really. so it kind of begs the question of like well what type of sea tempest or, or temp- tempest temp- temp- yeah. temp- i can't say what's words. out there in the ocean yeah so it's like kind of interesting because it's like what well, are these mirages are these guys all suffering from uh seasickness drinking too much salt water yeah, or what is Hallucinations? that? Scurvy. There we go. Scurvy. That's what it is. I was like, there's a super piratey <clears throat> disease. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scurvy. Scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So does that cause hallucinations? I don't know. But yeah, like I, you know, like I said earlier, like a lot of these kind of thought that they were managed to dugons because a lot of reports talked about them cradling their young, which is mm. that what they do. Oh, a little blurb about Christopher Columbus's journal. Oh, yeah, this is what I was talking about when they were almost certainly manatees because he reported seeing three mermaids mm-hmm. off the um, coast of Haiti. And oh. oh, there's an exact journal entry. Uh, so January of 1493. And he said they came quite high out of the water, but they were not as pretty as they are depicted. and somehow in the face they look like men (laughs) that'd be a little disappointing to see that you know what honestly yeah like you know if you're thinking these mermaids have like you know shell boobies and like yeah they're like yeah yeah hot hot ladies in the water and then they're just like fat ugly men i'd be like oh mm-hmm. yeah it's like they're like bearded you're like i thought i was gonna get like a fit chick like what what is going on throw it off here a little bit yeah this is like the, the antonym what is this mm-hmm. but and then when we go back into more folklore uh we actually get into mermaids who are depicted as sirens um mm-hmm. which are like sea nymphs and yeah, they're my favorite they're better right? than mermaids yeah, because they lure men to their death and just like mm-hmm. drown them in the water. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so like uh, th- that was kind of interesting because in a lot of folklore they compare women to the sea, mm-hmm. like we're you know super forgiving, but we can also be you know hell has no yeah hell has no <laughs> fury like a woman yeah, scorned exactly. And, I think it's just really interesting looking at like the lore and like turning like mm-hmm. you know women to these beautiful sirens but can also lure you to your death <laughs> come here <Yeah>. men <laughs> uh, and sirens i actually could trace back to a first mention and the first recorded mention of them anywhere in the world was in homer's odyssey oh yeah what what, what? what? that's crazy Ah, and then there's some people, there's some like people who think that this portrayal of sirens in Homer's Odysseys could have shaped the portrayal of mermaids from the medieval times onwards. So like our mm-hmm. image of mermaids right. could actually just be siren, like a siren mixture, just kind of yeah. interesting. Exactly. Um, oh, did you see that mermaid air quotes special on Discovery Channel like six, seven years ago? no yeah they actually did what? this like yeah they did a mock documentary of like the cell phone footage where this kid found a mermaid on the, <gasps> on the 
um, washed up on shore and then they did this oh, like whole thing. Yeah. It's on the Discovery the Channel. One, I watched the one they did about dragons. That was pretty cool. Not mermaids though. Yeah, you need to do the mermaid one. They're hideous. But I bet. Yeah. Because they look sirens, like fish people. Yeah, aren't sirens kind of supposed to be like the not you know the uglier ones of the two like mermaids are supposed to be super pretty and then sirens look more like fishy but like they put the they sing to the men and put them in a trance and like in that trance they think that they're these beautiful women mm-hmm. and they're just like huh psych <laughs> <Playing> <laughs> <Hello? the water. laughs> yeah. they're like these scaly snaky fish looking people yeah. and then they're just like oh and then mm-hmm. these men are like "Ooh, beautiful sounds yeah exactly yeah <laughs> men are distracted by sounds Women like yeah. shiny things. Whatever. <laughs> Men find out we can shape shift. They're going to tell the church. <laughs> I love her YouTube I do too. I love it. <laughs> Men love pterodactyls. <laughs> you definitely do not have to keep this in there. <laughs> no, this is staying. This is gold. I feel like our female audience will be like, yeah, we know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the men are going to be like, I don't like this episode. <laughs> what are these dang millennials talking about? <laughs> oh, Lord. I want to be a All right. <laughs> It was surprisingly hard to find stuff. Yeah, about, it about was. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in merit times, it was. Yeah, I was really excited. And I yeah. like, I was just like, yeah. And then, like, I got into it. And I'm like, this is hard. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, damn, did we really just not do shit in maritime for a while? Uh, I, well? I mean, yeah, a lot of women weren't allowed to do hardly anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, after piracy was pretty much stopped being cool. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have any Anne Bonnies or Mary Reeds anymore. So I know. I guess maybe for this first one, we can be like, even though it may feel like we've made these leaps and bounds with women in in the work his, in the work industry and just uh, equal rights and all of that, it's you know, it's really not over for us. Um, even though it feels like we're making these big leaps and bounds, like there is still a lot of um, inequality between all of us um about how we get paid about you know any everything it feels like they're trying to control our bodies right now within the government and which is not okay so um you know it may feel like we're we're making these leaps and bounds but just remember like the fight's not over yet and you know you still can do things to um help everybody help us help women you know yeah hold each other's and fix each other's crowns don't tear them down yeah exactly yeah don't be Ugh, I almost said something bad. I'm not gonna say it. Uh, don't be a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beep. We'll just bleep that out. Don't be a dolphin, dolphin, dolphin. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't tear each other down. Build each other up. You know. Remember that a crown is supposed to be on top of your head, not on the ground. And you know what's uh, funny? My aunt has a different version of what you just said. Oh yeah. Yeah, what she's like, you're supposed to, you know. Or a woman's crown is supposed to be on her head, not up her ass. And I'm oh. not exactly sure what that actually means. Don't be like, you know, when you have something stuck up your ass, don't be like a stuck up. Don't be. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't be a stuck up twat. Yeah, exactly. Keep your chin yeah. up. It'll keep your crown on your head. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something too that like in our last podcast, you know, we've kind of talked about how you know, there's, you know, observer, observer, harassment and bullying. And even, mm-hmm. you know, the women up there, sometimes you can't really rely on, right. um, you which know, is sad, you which know, is very really sad. Is sad. Yeah. Because yeah. overall, if you really look at it, like there are more female observers than there are male observers. Yeah. And I feel like the people that would understand what you're going through and what you're feeling would be other women because they are probably also going through the same thing. Yeah. So, so instead of like, talking behind each other's backs, using what you're hearing to tear them down. Like, yeah. How about you just give them a shoulder to lean on? Yeah, exactly. It's a tough world out there, guys. Yeah. Nobody knows your story, but you, you know, your own story. So just because, you know, you may hear these things about other people, it may not be true. It may not be right, you know? And 
And I mean, we're not in high school anymore. You leave that, you leave the drama to the real world and you keep your work life professional. You're there to do the job. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly up there as women, I mean, especially if you're, you know, female observers, you know, the sexual harassment we face, the awkward situations, Mm. the, Mm. the jokes that are said in our company Mm. that we just awkwardly giggle at because we don't know how to respond. Yeah. Yeah you know the mental stress that we go through and just because you might be so full of trauma that Mm -hmm. you think things are fine now right that doesn't mean like somebody else in the situation doesn't find something hurtful I I will say I did share a story with um, one of my friends that are not an observer Mm -hmm. and she didn't think it was funny and I didn't understand why. And I have become so numb, trauma numb, Mm -hmm. that when things are said in my presence or to me in Alaska, I don't register them as something that I should be questioning or that I should- Like a red flag. Yeah, I don't. I don't question these things or, or I let them say shit about me sometimes to my face or make these gross jokes and mm-hmm. use vulgar words. Okay. I'm about to use some vulgar words, guys. So trigger warning, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're in a galley and these men think it's okay to use words like, you know, pussy or, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, saying, you know, sexual things, talking about females breasts, that's not okay in your company. And right. like, just because, you're a season prior and you become comfortably numb to this mm-hmm. horrific language and trauma, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you get to make fun of newbies, you right. know, for feeling that trauma. And I right. feel like that's also a big issue in the observer community. So I yeah, guess- just because, yeah, just because you like, even though you are a seasoned person and you become numb to these things, they're still not okay. Yeah. It's still not, not okay. it's, it's not okay for them to talk about you the way that they do or to, make these innuendos or to make these sexist comments like it's not okay um and I feel like you know the only person that you can really talk to is somebody else who's been in that situation because they can empathize empathize Mm -hmm. with you in what you were feeling and what you were going through so you know instead of just um oh get over it you know just push it away push it to the side you know don't you know don't think about it too you know whatever you know whatever that may be like if you need to talk to somebody, you know, you should be able to talk to somebody with confidence. Yeah. And feel and, like that you're being heard. And actually circling back to your comments, um, you know, about women in history and about how we still have a far way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even though when looking back at women's history in maritime, we can't find much because we mm-hmm. don't have a lot of strides, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the history. Right now, I feel like it's a pivotal point in uh, women's history to actually start changing the conversation and to be more yeah. inclusive on boats. You know, I hear all the time these stories of, you know, women who become captains and stuff, but those women also have the same stories as me with, yeah. you know, like they're hearing these vulgar things said to us, you know, they're having yeah. to deal with these sexist fails right. and breaking that stigma Yeah, and about not being to... able to talk about your mental health. And I think that's huge. Yeah. And we need to address these, like, just because, it's a man's world doesn't mean that we have to put up with a man's world rules. Yeah. 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 And I mean, if there's anybody out there that feels like they want to talk to somebody that is not in that industry or just want a, a, you know, just a complete stranger to listen to, I'm definitely open. You know, I've been through some, some shit in my own life and I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I can, you know, be that person that you can talk to and have an ear to have somebody to listen to you if that's all you need just someone to listen to. So I feel like Lauren could say the same thing too. Yeah. I might know a lot more industry related things. So if you want somebody who doesn't know, if you want a complete stranger, you can come talk to me. Yeah. If you want want somebody with knowledge, I am really good at just like listening and shutting the hell up. But, um, you know, but I know that sometimes it is anxiety inducing to talk to somebody who knows people up there. Mm Mm-hmm. And it might be easier to talk to somebody like you who doesn't know other observers, you know, well, I mean, you know, other observers, but you don't know, like, you know, if they say first, yeah, if they say first names, you're like, oh, there's probably a million 
yeah mary yeah. kate and ashley's up there yeah. or whatever but but yeah i mean like yeah guys we're we're out here i know that my personal instagram account is attached to the observer station podcast mm. instagram's account i'm tagged in my introduction photo and Arias in her introduction post will also yeah. have her tagged instagram yeah yeah. Or even if you guys just need like a direction on where to go to get, you know, have like a direction on where to go to like get help or like to talk, be able to talk to a therapist or talk to somebody, you know, we can also help out with that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can put those down in like a show notes here and on Spotify or whatnot, but um, even if you just need a good direction on, on where to go or any suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. We're open none to of that it'll too. Be, none of it'll be sponsored, but um, no. we're going to put it there. So if yeah. anybody wants to sponsor us, you're going to be listed. We should sponsor us. So. <laughs> <laughs> shameless, shameless, shameless. So this is where we're going to end it here, guys. Um, if you'd like to join us next week on our next podcast episode, where we have some new guests, more guests coming to join us to talk about um, whatever our next topic is. I'm not sure of that at this point, but, But yeah, please feel free to tune in next week where we have more guests to talk and give their experiences up in Alaska and within this industry. We would love to have you. So um, make sure to reach out to us on our social medias if you have any other ideas or anything you want to throw at us um, because we're always open and we're ready to listen. So until next time, we'll see you guys later. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later. At Orford Ness, she sprang a leak Here poor old Timbers Creek Wait for the day, wait for the day, wait for the day when we get our pay. We pumped our way round lowest darkness when the wind whipped round with a west southwest. Wait for the day, wait for the day, wait for the day when we get our pay. Through the cockles to Cromer Cliff, she's limping like a wagon with a wheel adrift. Waiting for the day, waiting for the day, waiting for the day when we get our pay. Into the humber, up and down, pump you bastards, pump or drown. Waiting for the day, waiting for the day, waiting for the day when we get our pay. Our coal was shot by a keyed big crew, but the bottom was rotten and it all fell through. Waiting for the day, waiting for the day, waiting for the day when we get our pay. After all our fears and alarms, we all got drunk in the druid's arms. Waiting for the day, waiting for the day, waiting for the day when we get our pay. Waiting for the day.